0: A hundred billion galaxies are born In the vapor of your breath the planets form If the stars were made to worship so alive You don't speak in vain, no syllable empty your voice Catch your breath If the stars were made to worship, so will I. If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans roar your greatness, so. So... Gladly chose surrender, so will I. So will I. Hallelujah to the Lord of heaven and earth. Hallelujah to the Lord.
1: Everybody, I want to welcome you to Sunday service here at The Remnant. I'm so glad that you're here. This is Pastor Todd Cognato. And uh wow, it's another Sunday. The weeks seem to be going by so fast. I can't believe we're already almost done with the first month of this brand new year. And we've been talking about this season of new and what God is doing. And I will tell you, we hit the ground running in 23. Uh, I thought last year was busy. It's something changed when we went into this year, and it's even more busy. So Thank you to those who hold me accountable and say, Pastor, you need to get some rest. Really appreciate you guys. And wherever you're watching today, I just want to welcome you. And let's go ahead and begin in prayer. And we're going to start into a couple months teaching now, where we're going to get into a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world and relating it to Scripture. And I don't, uh, you know, pretend to know everything when it comes to the book of Revelation. In fact, uh, when we teach on the book of Revelation, it's probably one of the the books I tell my family this, I have to be the most careful in teaching because there's so many uh, different people that have different views and different uh, you know interpretations of this book. And not necessarily are they wrong. It's just you know it's a very hard book to teach on. So if you're a preacher, if you taught on Revelation before, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's the one book that a lot of people avoid because they're afraid to teach on it. But I'm not afraid to teach on it. We're gonna get on the fundamentals of it, but I I, I will have to tell you ahead of time. I may look down a lot because I have to look at my notes. And so I'll try to put something up on the screen uh, while I'm looking down all the time. But the reason why is because I got to make sure I'm looking at my notes uh, just to make sure I get this right. I want to I want to teach and equip you right out of the word of God. I don't want to put it out of the, the, the book of Todd, if you know what I'm saying. There's no book of Todd. It's a fake book. The, the book of God is the word of God. And by the way, the word of God says don't add or subtract from that word. And so we will never do that here. I know there's a lot of people doing that in other places. We don't do that. We we stick to the word. That's what it's about for us. We think that this ministry is very focused. By the way, if you've noticed, on the Bible, uh, you know the Bible is the base construction before leaving Earth. Uh, I've said this many times. I don't think anybody that reads the Bible a lot really studies the Bible. I've never met anybody that that really loves and applies the Word of God in their life that's not successful in life. It is the way that you are set up for life, if there's anything that you get from this ministry, if there's anything you get from this time that you're with me, uh, the one thing I would say is to, I hope that you become a lover of the word. I hope that every preacher and teacher that you experience and encounter from here on out is the same in that aspect. I think it's the gold standard. The word of God is the gold standard for Christianity, all Christianity. Uh, if, you, if you're a lover of the word, if you apply the word in your life, like I said, you'll be successful. You'll be set up for success. You'll have sound doctrine. You'll have strong faith. Why are more people talking about this? I don't know, but it is, it is literally the manual. There's a lot of people that want to run to other people. And I'm not against that if the other people are teaching good stuff. But the problem is, is they want to be spoon fed. I'm going to give you an example and then we're going to pray. My little daughter likes when I hand her her food and literally feed her. Now she's three years old. She's not a little baby anymore. And so she's old enough now where she can take her little fork and put it in her mouth. She doesn't need daddy to to feed her everything. But there is a she's got a little bit of grace because she's still pretty young. And so, yes, I will hand her food once in a while. I like to do it. It's fun for me because I just love her so much. And, you know, how precious is that for me to be able to sit there with my daughter and have that time? But I'm teaching her in this time, honey, you have to eat that for yourself. You know, I can't feed you everything. You know, you have to, you know, take this, pick it up with your fork. And so she's learning that. And as much as I want to just sit there and spoon feed her or much as I want to just put everything in her mouth, I know that that's stunting her growth. If I ultimately do that, I have to eventually say, here you go, honey, you need to feed yourself. You're old enough. Now, why am I saying that? Because that is how it is with the Bible. Listen, if you're coming to this ministry and you're watching this broadcast every week, first of all, I'm very grateful. The Lord is grateful. I believe God has sent you here. Uh, many people say thank you for the teaching and that you're learning a lot. That blesses me. It's all the Lord. It's all the Holy Spirit. On my best day of preaching, I can't make you feel anything. I say that a lot. It's, it's the Holy Spirit of living God. And that's why we pray before the message. And and so let's go ahead and do that. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for this time that we've come together today. And I I don't take it lightly, Lord, that we're able to get into your word every week as a community. I don't take it lightly that people say, Pastor, I'm learning in this season. And thank you for these teachings. This, This has nothing to do with giving me credit. Lord, you're doing this. You're putting this together. You've put an amazing thing here together, Lord. It's something that I could have never fathomed that you did in this time. And this is what you're doing throughout the earth. You're doing it all around your remnant right now and around the ecclesia and the body of Christ. You're raising up a standard. You're raising up a remnant for a time as this. And Lord God, I'm thankful for that. And we have ears to hear. We have eyes to see. And so today, as we get into this book of Revelation, I pray, Lord God, this is just kind of a preface message but I pray going out in the next couple of weeks here, that Lord God, we would just be equipped. We'd learn. We'd have open ears. We'd have an open spirit. We wouldn't argue over these things, but Lord, instead we, we'd say, Holy spirit, teach us and, and, and let us be teachable. God. And I just thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. So as I was saying, my daughter, she wants me to spoon feeder. There's a lot of Christians that want to be spoon fed. Okay. And again, it's not always a bad thing, especially when you're newer and you're newer in the faith. And, you know, just like my daughter's newer in the world, because she's only three, uh, but she'll soon be four. You know, it's OK once in a while for daddy to say, yeah, here you go. You know, here you go. I'm going to feed you, you know, because number one, it's a joy for me. It's time for us to spend together. And ultimately, she's still growing. She's still learning. That's how it is in Christianity. I think there's a period of time. I call it the grace mercy umbrella, the mercy umbrella where God kind of allows us to be spoon fed, he allows us to, you know, uh, just start getting our foundation in Christ, to start learning the Bible. This may be the first time in your life, and that's okay, by the way, that you're really getting into the Bible. Look, start now. That's good. Praise God for that. There's Christians that I know that have sat in churches for twenty years and have never gotten into the Bible. True story. Um, there's many people that I know that that say they're Christian. that they probably do love the Lord, but rarely ever get into the Bible. So. What we're talking about today is exactly that, just like that little uh, analogy with my daughter. It's the same with us, is that we have to get to a point where we pick up our own fork and we get into the word. We get into the food. We get into the bread of life, which is the word of God. We get into it for ourselves. We start studying. There's so many resources available, whether it's online or the Strong's Concordance or all the different biblical commentaries, or even in most Bibles, they'll have footnotes and things like that. There's so much available, so many resources that we really don't have an excuse as believers not to get into the Bible. We don't have an excuse. But here's the thing. I think the devil has set us up to be distracted just so we don't do this. I think that's what a lot of the Look, Sunday football, sports. Why is it on Sunday? Why is it on the same day that people go to church almost all all around the world? Okay, Why, why are there all these distractions throughout our week and throughout our day I think a lot of it has to do with to get us away from going deeper, because if we unlock what's in the Bible, then we're going to be not only set up for success, we're going to be like Neo, you know, in in the Matrix. If you're watching that movie, you know, just totally understanding how to spiritually navigate this world. The big panicky things that we used to get so afraid of, the big mountains that we thought were so big are going to turn into molehills because we are equipped and we're ready And we're set up for success, excuse me, in the Bible. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to a couple of key verses, okay? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take it today from like a high level in the book of Revelation. So we're going to go high level and just kind of, you know, go over a few key verses. And then I'm going to get into what is the book of Revelation? Where did it come from? Who wrote it? You know, why is this mysterious book coming to life before our eyes? How, How did this happen? You know, so the key verses, if you're writing this down, okay, Revelation 1, 19, Revelation 13, 16 through 7, Revelation 19, 11, Revelation 20, 11, and Revelation 21, 1. Those are going to be the verses that I read from today, okay? Now, here we go. The author, okay, of Revelation, uh, the book of Revelation is the Apostle John. It's the Apostle John. The date that we think the book of Revelation was likely written was around 80, 90, or 95, around that time in between there. And the purpose of Revelation, okay, the revelation of Jesus Christ was given to John by God to show his servants what must soon take place. Now, let's just take a note here. There's never been a generation that's closer to this coming to pass than us, okay? We are literally on the cusp. That's why many people are feeling it in their spirit. They just had a survey recently that came out where more people than ever, I think, believe that we're in the end times. We're getting close to the end times. The hour's late, that Jesus is coming back soon. So what I say is that is the most exciting thing ever. That's how close we are to spending eternity ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ. And that's why I say often, don't mess around. Don't mess around in your walk. Don't mess around in your faith. This is not a time to be messing around. Some of you are hearing this Okay, there's, there's some people I know that are in their 90s that listen to this broadcast. I think there's one person that wrote me and said they were 98 years old. 98 years old. Thank you for watching this broadcast. I believe you're going to still live a long, prosperous life. But if, if the Lord decides to take anybody, any of us, including myself, home anytime soon, we don't want to be caught slipping. We don't want to be uh, mushy middle, you know, half in. Uh, allowing leaven in our life, compromise in our life. We don't want to be having repetitive sin. We don't want to be like the church of Laodicea that's spit out. We want to be that Philadelphia church that's empowered, that's that's consecrated, that's set apart, that's living in holiness and purity and righteousness. That's who we are. That's who the remnant is. That's who the the true ecclesia, authentic believers in Jesus Christ. So the purpose was to, to show the servants what must soon take place. The book is filled with mysteries about things to come. It is the final warning that the world will surely end, number one, and judgment will be certain. So the world is going to end as we know it. There is going to be an end to the current situation in our world. The Bible says it. It's going to happen. Okay. Now, here's what it says about that, though. Um, there's going to be a judgment. There's going to be a judgment. Okay. Okay. And it gives us a tiny glimpse of heaven and all the glories awaiting those who keep their robes white. Revelation takes us through the great tribulation. We will study the great tribulation in the, in the coming weeks. with all of its woes and the final fire that all unbelievers will face for eternity. That's why The Great Commission is so important. That's why we're meant to go and to make disciples of the nations and to wake up as many people as we can. That's why, other than God saying, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, you know, most important commandment. What's the second? Love thy neighbor. But then what is he commissioned Christians to do? To go and to make disciples. That's literally, why do we say, number one, souls? Why? It's the Great Commission. It's what, and, and the reason is because every human being is in a battle for their soul on this earth. And then once we die, we spend all eternity either ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, or we spend all eternity in damnation and hell and fury. And so we don't want to live in that place. And that is why it's so important. And by the way, there's people that have had all kinds of experiences where they went you know, the Lord has shown them what hell looks like. And I mean, there's, I've had people preach at the church over the years that had dreams and visions. And some people even say they were taken there, you know, so many people have been shown a glimpse of hell, according to what they say, at least uh, revelation takes us to the great tribulation, the woes and the final fire that all unbelievers will face for all eternity. The book uh, reiterates the fall of Satan and the doom he and his angels are bound for. And we are shown the duties of all creatures, that means you and I, okay, duties of all creatures and angels of heaven and the promises of the saints that will live forever with Jesus Christ in the new Jerusalem. We're going to get into the new Jerusalem too, okay? Like John, we'll find it hard to describe what we read in the book of Revelation. So John, who's the author of the book, who had the revelation, he you know, couldn't even really understand what he was even writing about. The Lord was giving him visions and he was writing it and, you know, just divinely inspired as the scripture is. But he, he didn't, because you know, think about that. Like if God was showing him a helicopter or like a nuclear war in his time, those things didn't happen. So he's trying to put it into words, what he's seeing in the vision. And so that's what we have to understand why some of it's a little bit hard to understand. This is coming from John. Who's living in a different period of time. And he's trying to describe to us what's going on in this vision. So now we're going to get to those key verses, okay? Revelation 1:19, Revelation 1:19. it says, "Write therefore, what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place later." So this is the commission to John, to the Apostle John. Look, write this down. I'm giving you this revelation, and I bet you know, I can only imagine I'm not a betting man, but if I were a betting man, he probably had no clue. That this book would be read. I mean, think about it. the Bible is the most read book in all time, all history. Revelation, some some uh, you know, some versions call it the book of apocalypse, especially in the Hispanic translation. Uh, but you know, Revelation is is the description, it is, it is the one of the most interesting books. When I first got saved, I studied Revelation over and over and over again because I knew that God was speaking to me through that, and in my spirit, He was talking to me about things. That were to come. And I think that's part of the reason why I got so involved in the things that I'm involved today is because I started studying. The Bible says, study yourself to be approved. Start studying, you know, get into the Word of God. And there was revelation of the Holy Spirit that came to my spirit, gave me an unction and understanding. And I started studying and and connecting the dots with what's happening now in the natural versus what the scripture says. And it's like amazing. It's just amazing. If you become a lover of the Word and if you've never studied the book of Revelation, I, I encourage you, I implore you. On your private time when you're in this study go through the book it's going to be confusing to most people but there's going to be revelation that comes from it, amen and that's where a lot of these pro- prophetic words by the way too is is, is you know, revelation okay now but you got to be re- remember this okay always does a prophetic word always bears witness in your spirit and it bears witness in accordance to the word of god If it, if it's telling you if somebody's saying i have a new revelation that's going to that's gonna be better than the word of God or outside of the word of God, or you don't have to worry about the word of God because all you got to do is listen to me. That is not of God, my friend. So be careful with that, okay? All right, so next one, um, Revelation 13, 16 through 17. Remember, we're going through key verses just to kind of give you a high level, 50,000 foot introduction to the book. This is about the mark of the beast. And we're going to talk about this in depth as well. He also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name, which we know is 666. Now, how many things, if you ever watch my podcast or, you know, the videos that we do, why do I do that? Why do I take the time throughout the week to do all these shows with all these people and all these different experts and different people that come on? Why? Why do I? I mean, what, what is the fruit of that? Is it just because I want to have a show? Not, not in this case, I'll tell you that for sure, because it's a lot of work. And, uh, you know, there's all different types of uh, moving parts and things with that. We do it because basically what we're showing, we're, we're fighting the, the modern day prophets of bail the fake news media and their propaganda and their lies and their disinformation and all the different stuff that they're trying to condition you and I into believing an in anti-God. These are the same people that want to take out God out of everything. You know, the, the woke uh, companies and all the different things that want to go away from God, everything against God. So what is the the antithesis to that? What is the counter? What is our response? What is our reaction? How do we be proactive as the church? We are out there. And just like the church did in its original state, I believe God is restoring the foundations. We talk about that a lot. And, you know, He's building this underground railroad for the remnant, which we also talk about. But what is happening in this time as the the great shaking of the body of Christ is happening? And we're seeing just a total disruption from what we've seen over the course of the last 30 years. What we're seeing now, moving away from that hyper grace and the, you know, all the seeker friendlyism and the church growth strategies and all the stuff that, really just muckied up the church, for lack of a better word, you know, muddied it up, okay? And no, I did not say cuss words, so relax, heresy hunters. Um, but, you know, just, just imagine, imagine if we were to get back to the core, there was a song from Rat, uh, Matt Redmond, as you know, back to the heart of worship, back to the core of the Bible. What if we just get back to actually just being solid foundation, built on the solid rock, teaching the entirety of the Word of God, standing for truth, Uh, applying what the Bible says, that's, that's it. That's why we do the shows. So, so we talk about so many different layers and one of the things that we've been talking about, and that's why I bring this up is this digital currency. And by the way, now they're starting to, you notice this on some of these social media platforms, they're starting to censor Sunday services. Why? Because they ultimately, this is a war on Christianity. Ultimately it's a spiritual battle of light versus darkness. And so what's happening is we're getting to the point. This is why it's such an exciting time. We're getting to the point where the eclipse is happening now. It's coming together here where it's not just what they call conspiracy theories or what they call, you know, uh, you know, far right or whatever name they want to call it. What they're coming, what this is coming into, it's coming into focus now is biblical Christianity. As I've said from all along, that is what eventually these people are going to deem conspiracy. That is what they're already deeming as hate we see the bills going through Congress we see. So now I'm talking the book of revelation and I'm talking about the mark of the beast. And if I start talking about actual things where they're building the system for the beast as a pastor, isn't that my job? Isn't that my job to teach on those? Isn't that every pastor's job to equip the saints, to equip the church? So I do my job and then they start censoring me on YouTube. And so you see where this is coming. That's how we know that ultimately I'm getting excited here because think about how real this is. Okay. if, If you've been flirting with Christianity, but you haven't made a solid commitment yet, think about how real this is. We're now getting to the point where biblical Christianity is merging. Okay. With actually what's happening right now, we're seeing it happening. So you're watching the Bible come to life. And the preacher, that's a remnant preacher that actually teaches the full full Bible is talking about the Bible. And then I start sharing, hey, this is actually happening. Look, and I start sharing it and they censor it. That's why they always say it's a spiritual battle. They're coming after the, the bottom line. It's not conservatism. It's not Republican Party. It's not any of that stuff. They're coming after biblical Christianity and they're focusing in now. And the lens is focusing And all these things that the word of God told us is now coming to life. And that's why, praise God, we've got to have alternative ecosystems and come out from among them. And we got to be on uh, free speech platforms. And I'm telling you, if you haven't joined us on Rumble yet, and you're still watching on Facebook every week, you know, that's fine. I mean, we appreciate the Facebook group, and it's by far our biggest audience. But I'm just telling you, get a Rumble, you know, channel. um, You know, add us on your Rumble channel, the Todd Coconato Show. And, uh, and follow us on there because there is going to be a point at some point, friends, when these other platforms that we know love to censor are going to take this stuff off because this is the core. And if you understand this and if you get this and you take this throughout your life, when these things manifest in the natural and they are so close, I'm talking years, maybe even sooner, so close to manifesting and you're going to be set up for success. And many of you that are watching this, this may be one of the most important broadcasts that we ever do, okay, are going to be people that are going to be teaching the other people. You say, what about if we get raptured out? Listen, if we get raptured out, praise God. Praise God, I will be the happiest person. I'll be up there doing my thing, okay? And uh, the people that are on earth at that point, they'll have to deal with whatever situation they're in. I'm going to be out of here. You're going to be out of here. But let's just say either we don't get raptured out before this stuff, or I'm talking about the next couple of years, maybe we have to live through some of this. The key is you don't ever want to be caught off guard. There's a lot of people that I call it escapism where they figure, I don't need to know any of this because I'm going to be out of here already. We don't know that to be true. That's a possibility. That sure could be true. That's called the preacher rapture theory. And many, many people, most of the church today does believe that. So that's a good reason why, uh, you know, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, preachers are scared to teach on this. Number two, uh, they don't, you know, they could get controversial. They don't want to get controversial. And number three is a lot of people feel like they're already going to be out of here. So why do we need to worry about it? Right. But here's the thing there. I, I can't, that's not who I am. I got to make sure that this group, if you call me pastor, that at least I tell you about these things and we can teach others. And Hey, even if we're raptured out of here on the short time that we're still here, let's share the truth to the other people that don't know Jesus yet, because people need to know this stuff. So there's going to be this mark, and it's going to be forced on everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive the mark on his right hand or on his forehead so that no one could buy or sell. They're putting together the CDBC right now. I literally think this is a precursor. Everything that happened with the passports and all that stuff over the last couple of years, precursors, okay, precursors, putting the system together. We're watching it play out, the supercomputers, okay? I'm talking about the quantum computers. And I was talking to uh, Michelle Bachman about this recently. I said, you know that China has a, 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 one of the most advanced quantum computers in the world? She said, yes, I do. Now, this is a woman's very intelligent, okay? Uh, she runs the uh, Regent University School of Government. And, uh, of course, many of you know who she is. And this is a very intelligent woman. She said, Todd, I'm telling you, that quantum computer is already up and running. And uh, that thing is going. And I, I believe, I said, Michelle, what I think, uh, you know, I believe is happening is I think China is, with a quantum computer, the amount of, uh, of capacity and, and, and computing power that it has versus the regular computers that we use now, it's, it's like a game change. It's like horse and buggy versus like a Lamborghini, okay? No comparison, okay? I'm telling you, that computer system can, can take everybody in the United States in a matter of seconds, second. Every person in the United States and a file on us in a matter of seconds, probably even less than that. So you think china and these other countries aren't putting files together on people i i would beg to differ i don't know who's going to roll out the mark when it comes out but we know they have the capacity we know they have the computer systems in place right now we don't we're not looking at some advanced technology five ten years down the line we're, we're talking about in this time this is the first time in history that there's the computing power with quantum computers and the technology that's available right now with chips and all this stuff. The first time in history that this has all come together, that they can literally roll out the mark. And then people wonder why I have an urgency, why I do what I do. When I had an encounter with the Lord and I went in the presence of God, I got stabbed nine times. The Lord said, tell people that I'm real. And he saved my life and he spared my life. Why would I not? Why would I not? When I know this is my job, this is what I have to do. It's like my wife says, you know, one time we thought about the ministry was just getting so crazy and, and the warfare was so intense and i was so beat down and so tired and my wife was you know just trying to be kind and she was like well you know maybe you want to do something else you know you want to go get another job I, I hate seeing you like this and i said but here's the thing i don't think i could ever do that because this is my call and i so i have to just do it you know and, and even when it's like insanely crazy hard what else am i going to do right and, and i know many of you feel me on that because that's the same with you it's like you know how could you walk away from this this is the truth Like, we've got to let people know, right? All right, I don't know how much more I'm going to get to today because there's just so much to unpack here, but hopefully I can kind of still set the tone for the 50,000-foot level. Uh, Revelation 20, so we'll talk more about the mark. Uh, Revelation 20, 11, it says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it. earth and sky fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. Now, there's places in the Bible where it says that no one has ever seen God, okay, because he's so holy. And I know there's other people that say that claim that they have seen God and I'm just going by the scripture. And, you know, so, uh, but, but the thing is, is that uh, I believe that scripture because I believe all scripture. And, uh, and I, I believe the reason why people really now they might've seen an aspect of God or, you know, a vision or something. But what I'm trying to say is that if you actually saw God, and I know there is the Isaiah chapter six, I saw the Lord seated on the throne. So there is that one. Um, But, you know, like I said, a lot of people argue about this stuff. So I'm I'm already going to step in the mud somewhere here. But when you see God, what I'm trying to get at is he's so holy and he's so, I mean, we, we put God in a box in the Western church. Okay. We, we put, I am a friend of God. You know, we put Him in a box. Like he's like, Oh, he's so, you know, God is so holy. He's so, I'm telling you, this is why when you go to pray, you got to think about who God is. I'm going to go through this again. Then I saw the great white throne and him who was seated on it, earth and sky fled from his presence and there was no place for them. So what this is talking about is that like, if you're against God, you know, if you blaspheme the Holy spirit, the one unforgivable sin, okay. Or you're, or you're somebody who's a blasphemer. You're somebody who's anti-God, anti-Christ. You're why all these people that we see out there right now, these evil people that are trying to, come against the church, come against Christianity, come against all of us. I mean, we see the rise in the spirit of Antichrist. Okay. Um, I'm telling you, if you're one of those people and you don't repent, and I know some of the, you know, the right wing watch and all these people like to watch my broadcast. Listen, this isn't a Republican or Democrat thing. This is a light or darkness. This is in or out. You're either in or out. And so don't be messing around. I'm telling you, there is no one that is going to escape the judgment of God. No one. Now, thank God through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why the only way to the Father is through the Son. We're washed clean in the blood. None of us are perfect, but we're redeemed and we're, we're made into that church without spot nor wrinkle because of the blood. Okay, that's 100%. So that's, that's another high level verse that we'll talk about in this teaching as we get into this more. Uh, Revelation 21.1 says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven And the first earth passed away and there was no longer any sea. So let me just give you a brief summary. So those are kind of like some big parts in the book of Revelation. Those are key verses, you know, who wrote it, why, uh, the mark of the beast, uh, you know, when he saw heaven open and there before him was the white horse and the rider is called faithful and true and justice and he judges and makes war. That's a big one. Um, You know, saw a new heaven and new earth. That's the new Jerusalem, new heaven, new earth. We'll talk about that. Uh, you know, so these are kind of like the key, if you were to do like an outline of the book, outline of the book, of revelation, that would be like some key verses. Okay. Let me give a brief summary. Uh, the book of revelation is lavish and colorful in descriptions and visions, which proclaim for us the last days before Christ return and the ushering in of the new heaven and the new earth. The revelation begins with letters to the seven churches of Asia minor. We'll get into that. Uh, then goes into reveal the series of devastations poured out upon the earth, the mark of the beast, six, six, six. Uh, the cinematic, uh, the climatic, excuse me, battle of Armageddon, uh, the binding of Satan, the reign of the Lord, the great white throne judgment, and the nature of the eternal city of God, prophecies concerning Jesus Christ are fulfilled, and a concluding call to his lordship assures us that he will soon return. Um, Connections that the book has, Uh, the book of Revelation is the culmination of the prophecies about the end times beginning with the Old Testament the description of the Antichrist mentioned, a lot of it was in Daniel, uh, is developed fully in chapter 13 of Revelation. Outside of Revelation, examples of apoc- apocalyptic literature in the Bible are Daniel's uh, chapter 7 through 12, Isaiah uh, 24 through 27, Ezekiel 37 through 41, and Zechariah uh, 9 through 14. All these prophecies come together in the book of Revelation. That's why I love about the Bible, is that everything comes together. And it's like amazing how that happens. And only God could have orchestrated that, right? And isn't it amazing that like the most significant prophets in the Old Testament literally foresee all the things that John talks about here. Uh, practical application for today. Have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? So you have nothing to fear from God's judgment of the, world, of the world as described in the book of Revelation. The judge is on our side. That's what I always say. We're on the winning team. Before the final judgment begins, we must witness To friends and neighbors about God, offer the eternal life in Christ. The events in this book are real. We must live our lives in a way that demonstrates the truth of what we know so that others will notice our joy. Thank you. Not be depressed about our future and want to join us in that new and glorious city, which is the new Jerusalem. I am excited to teach on these things. This is just the beginning. Uh, We're going to get into this so much more. I mean, just even going into the high level of Revelation has taken all of our time today. And you see how complicated this book is, but yet we're going to bring it to life by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe what this time is going to do as we go through these next few weeks is it's going to take us into a deeper walk as we not only understand who we are in Christ. I love talking about identity in Christ. You know, we've come out from among them. God's given us divine strategy. We've learned spiritual warfare. We're going a lot deeper in many areas of our life. And now we get to understand what is to come and what God talks about, because the biggest uh, thing about being a Christian is, is where we're going to rule and reign for all eternity. We're either going to spend time ruling and reigning with Christ in, in the new Jerusalem, in that heavenly city, or we're going to go to hell. We're going to die. We're going we're gonna to burn in the lake of fire, forever tormented. And that it's going to be awful. It's going to be the worst possible thing that you can imagine. So This is why we get people saved. This is why we've got to be saved. This is why we've got to be serious. This is real. Now, this sounds like a a movie. It sounds like, you know, wow, this is kind of, I mean, I know the first time I read Revelation, I was like, this is kind of out there, you know. But think about all the other things that the Bible talks about, and yet none of it has ever been proven wrong. If anything, it's all being confirmed. Even Israel becoming a country again. I mean, just everything that the Bible has told us, And we're seeing it happen before our life. So what I want hope, I hope for in this group is that you are getting excited about your faith and your walk. And even though the warfare happens and there's different things and challenges in our life, and many of you have many different challenges that we talk about so often, but here's the thing about that is no matter all that, you know who you are in Christ and you know where you're headed. And there's a confidence that comes from that. There's a confidence that comes knowing you're on the winning team, knowing you're serving the God of heaven and earth, knowing that this is just a momentary. I mean, literally, we're just passing through in this world, but this is our eternity. This is the prize. This is the focus. This is where we're going to live as Christ, to die as gain, even though on this earth we can have an abundant life in Christ, even though he's with us, even though we walk in the anointing and we see people saved and set free, healed and delivered, and even though we're present, we just enjoy our family and our life. This is just a glimpse We're going to see, a. I mean, it's, we can't even fathom in our human brain what's coming for all eternity. Be excited, be excited. So before we go today, I just want to say this. I know it's kind of a different message. I've got to set the tone. Excuse me. I'm going to put the notes up on the broadcast here. So you'll be able to read the notes that I read today. Um, Study them again, get it, start, you know, just looking around the book of Revelation, make yourself kind of comfortable with it. Get to know it a little bit in between our next week. And then we're going to get into some of these high-level points. I'm going to get into, uh, you know, a little bit more about John. I'm going to get into the mark. I really want to get into the mark. Uh, I'm going to get into the new heaven and the new earth. I'm going to get into judgment. And so those are kind of like the high levels of where we're going to go on this book. So, all right, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you for the cross. I thank you for the blood. I thank you that you lead us, that you guide us, that you are a good father. And Lord, we're just excited about this time and this season. Let us go deeper. And Lord God, let us be sincere in our walk. Let us not have doubt. Let, it, let this book just come alive. Lord, give us an unction of your spirit. Give us the fire. Let us operate in the fire. Let us walk, go out, and make disciples and operate in the gifts of the spirit. And I, I know you're calling different people to get into ministry right now, they're getting equipped right now. This is an amazing season to be alive this is we should not be depressed about this time lord let us be encouraged let us be strengthened in our faith this is exactly what you said would happen and here it is happening so thank you father god lord i pray right now that you speak to somebody's heart with your anointing right now of your holy spirit that if they need to give their heart to you today they do it right now lord god i pray if they need to get their right their life right they need to stop doing certain things you get out of adultery out of fornication out of pornography out of whatever it is gluttony gluttony is a sin Okay? Eating too much. All of it. Anything that you say sin, we talk about, Lord God. Even the lust of the flesh. All those things. And so I pray we get serious about our walk. We die to our flesh daily. We guard our heart. We take every thought captive. I just give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Before we go, I just want to make sure if you watch this today and you said, Pastor, I'm listening to you and I want to make sure if I were to die, if I were to get killed, if Jesus were to come, I want to make sure I'm on my way to heaven. If that's you, Go ahead and lift your hand wherever you are right now. That's me, Pastor. I want to make sure I'm on my way to heaven. If you're lifting your hand, you're sitting there with somebody else, you're by yourself. It doesn't matter. God sees. Keep it up right now. And let's go ahead and say this prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that your word is true. Your word is real. You are God. You are holy. So Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I give my life to you. I will serve you all the days of my life i thank you for the cross i thank you for the blood i thank you for saving a wretch like me i dedicate my life to you today i believe i believe i believe i confess with my mouth i believe in my heart that you are my lord in jesus name hey if you said that today i'm excited i'm telling you you did it on the first day of the book of revelation that's pretty big uh you know there's gonna be more teaching i think it's gonna be a little scary. Uh, I think the people that are watching right now, maybe you haven't made that decision yet. You're going to make it. Uh, I pray you make it today. Don't waste another day. Don't waste another day. But if you did make that decision, the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you right now as they are, as I am. And uh, write us. Go ahead and write us. PastorTodd.org. Pastor You'll see all the information I had to get in touch with me. Write us. Let, Let me know that you accepted Jesus as your Savior and I'm so thankful that you tuned in. I hope this is okay. I know it's a little bit different format, but as we dig into the book more, you're going to understand, but I had to lay out the high levels. So, all right, core groups coming up. Make sure, sign up to the newsletter. If you haven't signed up to the newsletter, you go to my website, PastorTodd.org, sign up to the newsletter and uh, we'll alert you. It's There's an event right out there right now with the Zoom information uh, Tuesday, the 17th of January. If you're watching this after that, sign up for next month's February. Uh, we're going to have it every month, but make sure you sign up to the newsletter. That way we can send out uh, an email to you and let you know when we're having the core group meeting. All right. Love you guys. Bless you. We'll see you next week.
0: There's a place in your heart and I know that it is love and this place could be much brighter than tomorrow. And if you really try You'll find there's no need to cry in this place You'll feel there's no hurt or sorrow There are ways to get there If you care enough for the living Make a little space Make a better place Heal the world Make it a better place For you and the entire human race There are people dying If you care enough for the living Make a better place for you and for me If you want, to you know why There's a love that cannot lie Love is strong, it only cares for joy for giving. If we try, we shall see in this place, we cannot feel feel or dread. We stop existing and start living. Then it feels that always, love's enough for us growing to make a better world. To make a better world. You care enough for the living, make a better place for you and for me. In the dream, we're working, Satan will reveal a joyful. This heavenly big God's glow We could fly so high Let our spirits never die In my heart I feel you are my brothers and sisters Create a world with no fear Together we'll cry happy tears See the nations turn their souls into flashes We could Really get there if you cared enough for the living. Make a little space to make a better place. Peel the world. care enough for the living so make a better place for you and for World we live in, save it for our children.